So hello, I am Walter Alcorn. I am the supervisor for the Hunter Mill District of Fairfax County. And today with me, I uh, have a couple special guests. I have Chris Caperton, who's the deputy director for Fairfax County's Department of Planning and Development, and St. Clair Williams, who's senior planner in the urban center section in the Department of Planning and Development. Welcome to both of you. Good morning. Thank you. So today, we are here to give our listeners an overview of the Reston Comprehensive Plan Study and recommendations associated with that study. So uh, it feels like a long time now, but my first official act on the Board of Supervisors in January of 2020 was to call for such a study uh, specific to Reston's Comprehensive Plan. So fortunately, my colleagues on the board uh, went ahead and approved my motion uh, to authorize a plan amendment and initiate the process for additional study and community input on updating Reston's comprehensive plan. So the last update for Reston's comprehensive plan was done over 2014, 2015, and a couple of parts. And some things have changed since then. That was done in a couple of pieces. Uh, also, we've seen some rapid growth in Reston uh, since then during the last few years and a lot of community discussion and questions in the community about the pace and trajectory uh, and character of growth in Reston. So with all that in mind and also uh, with the need to look at one Reston, look at Reston as a whole as a, in a single comprehensive plan update, uh, I made my motion and, and the board approved it. So that's what got this study and update going. So the next big step was a task force of more than 30 community members. Um, and this task force, uh, you know, when I, I brought this to the Board of Supervisors, I thought it would be a 12 to 18-month process. It ended up being a little longer than that. I think uh, COVID had something to do with that. Uh, but uh, it was a very, uh, a very active task force, more than, um, uh, well, 58 total meetings of the task force, including lots of other smaller meetings of subgroups of the task force. Uh, but now we do have a set of recommendations uh, coming out of the task force. And, and one of the things we'll be talking about today is, is uh, staff's involvement in that process and take on what Reston, the Reston study is and what the recommendations look like going forward. So this is, uh, this is really, uh, just to step back a little bit, for those of you that may not be familiar with the comprehensive plan process. In Fairfax County, it is the guide for future development, uh, not just in Reston, but throughout Fairfax County. So uh, the Reston section of the comprehensive plan, it really guides landowners, guides members of the communities, developers, elected officials, planning commissioners. It guides all of us, really, in what the trajectory and um, and, and guides the review of proposed rezoning applications that come through the development review process. So this was a, a major undertaking, uh, both by county staff and also uh, by the task force. I do want to point out a couple things. Um, you know, I mentioned one Reston. There are a couple pieces that have gotten uh, unique, I would say, uh, attention or consideration by me. One is an ongoing discussion about Reston's two golf courses and what the future of those should be. Um, those have been ongoing discussions uh, actually at the beginning 
of the task force process. Uh, the Hidden Creek Golf Course was uh, in the middle of community discussion about what should happen there. And then more rec- recently, Reston National has been. So both of those I had instructed the task force to stay to keep off the table. We're not looking at the golf course issues. Those are being looked at uh, separately in uh, Hidden Creek earlier and now Reston National. So that those have been separate. In addition, there's been a lot of attention, good amount of discussion at the task force level about Reston Town Center North. That is property that is owned in part by Fairfax County, also by ANOVA. Uh, And there are ongoing discussions there about, in particular, community facilities that uh, should go on county property. Um, I have just fairly recently initiated a separate task force process. I know we got a lot of task forces going here, Uh, but a separate task force process of people from the surrounding community of Reston Town Center North to look at where these different community and county facilities should be located. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, nuances on those two issues, the golf courses, and then rest in Town Center North and the location of, of community facilities. But except for that, um, I would say we're looking at all of Reston and we're looking at a number of really interesting recommendations. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to St. Clair so he can provide uh, sort of an overview of the comprehensive plan recommendations. Condensed version, I believe it's 170 pages long. We're not going to go through that today, uh, but St. Clair, take it away. Yeah, so to give a condensed version, as you mentioned, um, it's 170 pages. Um, as you mentioned, this was a, these are task force generated um, recommendations um, in collaboration. It was a lot of work with staff. As you mentioned, there were um, 58 um, full task force meetings and additional subcommittee meetings. Um, and as a result of that, the proposed recommendations have been developed um, by the task force. Um, they include recommend, um, updates to the existing chapters or elements in the comprehensive plan. So those are about nine chapters, it includes land use, transportation, parks and open space, and also the introduction of three new chapters to the plan. Um, to kind of give a brief overview of the in the chapters in land use, um, you know, the task force kind of really evaluated the land use recommendations, look at what to be changed. They were concerned about the um, development potential in rest and how to compare to um, public facilities and all those needs. After their review, the current recommendations really proposes um, land use changes in four different areas within Reston. Um, one is the village centers, where the recommendation is basically for the um, village centers to remain as they exist. Um, any additional residential development in the non-residential areas of the village centers would require a comprehensive plan amendment. As you mentioned, there is the uh, Reston North non-TOD district, where they have made some recommendations there. You know, that's an area where there is property that's owned by both Innova and the county. Um, the recommendation proposed that um, for blocks two, four, and six, which are the Innova owned properties, that's where all the residential development should be um, assigned to. Um, they also recommend some, you know, um, non residential development in that area. And then for the county blocks, those areas are recommended to for civic uses and ancillary retail. Um, a couple other land areas, there is this, well, what we call the Samuel Morse 
Drive area um, where they have recommendation for additional residential development up to 1.8 FAR. And there is the, um, uh, I guess it would be Michael Faraday Way area. And they also have a recommendation of, you know, public uses being able to be provided to um, meet the non-residential needs there. Um, transportation, there's really a focus on multimodal um, developments in Reston, um, providing you know, walkable communities in, in the Reston area. There are some proposed um, changes to the uh, grid network within the Reston area, so there are some changes proposed there. In housing, uh, the key recommendation that's really emphasizing um, a goal of preserving and maintaining existing um, uh, market rate and committed affordable housing in Reston. Also a commitment to um, providing um, housing for um, vulnerable populations as well as seniors. Uh, the key change in the housing area would be a change to the um, average median income targets for rental uh, workforce dwelling units. That is when they have proposed uh, different uh, targets for the rest in um, transit station areas. There are three transit station areas. So for the rest of transit station areas, there's a different recommendation of, you know, how it should, um, the uh, amount to be targeted to the various um, AMIs. And then outside rest and TAs, it would be consistent with the countywide policy for rental workforce housing. Um, in parks and open space, really it's a commitment to making sure there are this adequate parks in Reston, and also parks provided for all users. Um, that's the key. Um, there are some recommended changes to the um, the recommendations for um, athletic fields um, in Reston, so there's some language uh, addressing that. Um, environmental stewardship. Um, there are some recommendations regarding the, uh, what we call stormwater detention. Um, both water quality and quality. So there are some proposed changes there. Um, I'm not going to get into the details on that. I, I don't understand. Thank um, you. <laughs> have the, the engineering knowledge to, to go through all those details. Um, but that's yeah, environmental stewardship is addressed. Um, they also looked at public facilities, again, ensuring that public facilities are in line with um, kind of the development that's happening in Reston. Um, and also making sure they're looking at things like, you know, sustainable development, um, green infrastructure in the development of public facilities in Reston. There were some minor updates to planning principles. There were the addition of principles addressing community health and equity. Um, public art, there were some minor um, updates there just to ensure that there, again, public art is really incorporated into these development proposals early in the process, that they're just last-minute add-ons. And that there is um, transparency in that review process with public art resting. Um, and then I think the other things, as I mentioned, there are three new chapters that are being proposed. And those are um, equity, community health, and economic development. And those were ones that they were requested to be, you know, um, they were requested by the task force to be evaluated and recommended. And there's been a lot of work with staff to try, because, again, these are new chapters so there's been a lot of work with staff to try to ensure that, you know, while we're bringing in new re recommendations, that they don't conflict with any um, other countywide policies that are ongoing or in the works and such. So um, that's just a general kind of overview um, of the recommendations. Wow. Well, that's great. That's that's a, a wonderful overview. And, and, you know, there there are some specific areas there. And 
Chris, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to St. Clair summary. That was really excellent. I'll just jump in on the equity piece. Um, uh, the topic of equity wasn't part of the original authorization, but the citizens brought it forward as an element that they were interested in and concerned about. And if you go back to the founding of Ruston and Robert E. Simon's principles and the things that he was interested in and in making a community that where people could live, work, and play. I think the spirit of equity is in that. And I think the Rustonians, who have a lot of pride in, in that history of their community, you know, recognize that equity is a topic that we need to be a little bit more upfront about and, and address. So in that spirit, uh, staff worked with the task force to look at equity, uh, look at our plan language through an equity lens and how we might go about capturing some of the many of the principles that are identified in our one Fairfax policy and bringing that to the comprehensive plan level um, and, and, and looking at equity concerns. I can't say that we've nailed it, but we've at least opened the conversation and we have some principles and some ideas that I think are in keeping with our one Fairfax policy, but also give citizens and developers alike a sense of the equity interest of the community and how our development and um, growth in Ruston can be cognizant of equity concerns, vulnerable communities, um, needs that might not surface uh, in our day-to-day -day living. So it's an opportunity, I think, to build on the comprehensive plan to bring these equity principles into the conversation and as St. Clair mentioned, not be in conflict with any of our other policies, but work hand in hand with with staff as we continue down this road of trying to determine how best to make our community more equitable. And um, that includes data collection and analysis and a lot of nitty gritty type of work that's further to come. But we really think we set the stage well on this topic by introducing the equity um, element in, into our comprehensive plan. Well, thank thank you, Chris. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first area plan to include an equity section uh, in Fairfax County. Is that is that's that correct, correct, Supervisor? Yes. Yeah. So this is, uh, and I live in Reston, and I'm proud to say that uh, Reston would be the first uh, part of Fairfax County to include equity explicitly in the comprehensive plan. And uh, Chris, you uh, very well said there. A number of, of really important elements to this, uh, just within the equity section, and it is an evolving thing. Uh, but I think the important thing is one to make this explicit, to uh, two to include an intentionality, if I said that correctly, mm -hmm. uh, in our approach to equity and Reston, and frankly to look to see how the development um, process can help address equity issues in the community. And that's, those, are, those are all very important topics to me, and I'm very uh, pleased to see this uh, moving forward. Um, there is another new section uh, I wanted to focus on today um, in the comprehensive plan. I believe something else that doesn't exist anywhere in Fairfax County's comprehensive plan, and that's community health. 
Um, St. Clair, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. And I mean, similar to Equity Community Health was another one that was really um, members of the task force that really felt strongly that that's something that needs to, to be addressed in the plan. And really the goal was, to, again, to make it clear that, um, you know, community health should be prioritized, you know, in Reston and with any development coming that that should be a, you know, integrate part of the um, proposal design process and such. So similar to, to equity, um, staff from my health department worked very closely with the task force to, again, try to get something, you know, in the plan, try to get language that, again, sets the table of bringing community health into the plan, but as well does not conflict with any um, of the kind of policy plan level work that is underway. Because, um, I mean, I think that's a goal of the county overall of really making sure um, health is a part of all policies. So um, they work very closely with our health department staff, again, to try to come up with principles um, that, again, set the stage, can make it clear what the goals and expectations offered so developers understand, okay, this is something we have to take a look at as, you know, as we're developing our proposals. Um, and I think, again, I think that's another um, area where there was success in working with staff to, to provide um, some recommendations, again, that set the stage that this is a start. We, this is something to get in the plan to see. And then we can come back and look and say, okay, how is this working? You know, are there updates that are needed? So um, I think that's another one where I think we feel pretty good about the work that was put into it and to where the, um, the draft recommendations are at this point. And hopefully people can can read that section and feel like it makes sense and it feels logical. We, we, we talk about elements, plan elements, that are captured in other parts of the plan, but put, putting it under a community health title um, really helps to put an emphasis on things like accessibility right. and um, opportunities for for just having fresh food available you know, through your shopping and things like that. So we, hopefully these elements will resonate uh, with the citizens. They'll, they'll see that this is part of all of our good planning. You know, if we have uh, good outcomes in a healthier community, uh, everything, you know, from water to, to air, these are environmental elements that we talk about a lot in planning. But now putting it in one chapter, I think, helps focus the attention on some of the specific uh, health needs of the community. Yeah, well said. Thank you both. I, I think uh, certainly Reston as a as a planned community uh, and noteworthy as such. I think uh, uh, I think that's completely appropriate, and it's time uh, to bring both the equity and community health uh, into the planning mix. It, it is. It certainly didn't uh, uh, didn't hurt on community health that we were in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, while the task force was reviewing this, uh, constant reminder. As a matter of fact, every single one of those 58 meetings was done remotely. Yes. So <laughs> this is a different, a uh, little bit different process uh, than has been used before in comprehensive plan updates. But uh, both of those were, uh, I think, are, are uh, at least potentially landmark um, uh, steps forward in, in those issues in the comprehensive plan. Um, just want to shift a little bit now to talk about uh, sort of beyond the task force, beyond staff, beyond the supervisor, um, uh, everybody else out there. So for members of the public, um, people that live in Reston or work in Reston, um, 
Why might they be wanting to weigh in on this or pay any attention to this? Why, uh, why, why is this important? It's important for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a comprehensive look at our plan language. And um, it, it was apparent early on that the task force, which was, represents a large cross-section of, of the community, had an interest in, in all things Ruston, all, these, all of these topics. So we opened up the plan, and um, that's rarely done at this scale uh, in, in Fairfax County. So it really is an opportunity to holistically look at, at Ruston's planning and, and what we want in, in, in the future for the community, what the community wants for itself. So in that sense, um, I, it, this is very important, and I, I think that We'll continue to work with the citizens um, as this plan is implemented, but it really sets a benchmark for where the community is. And with the opening of the Silver Line and all the dynamics that are happening in our transit station areas, it, the timing is good for, 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 for looking at this. Um, so that's one important element uh, of this I think we want people to be made aware of. So how can people provide their input? Um, St. Clair, you want to take this one? Yes. So um, there is a Reston study website that is on the, the, the county website. Um, actually, you can get to it um, on um, easily just by going to either the main Fairfax County Government um, page or Department of Planning and Development page. And just in the search, just type in Reston Comprehensive Study, and it will take you directly to the page. And there's a lot of information on that page, including there is a Reston Study public input section. So there is an area we, we want to get as much public input as possible. Um, and it's a very easy, user-friendly um, process um, for folks to provide their comments on the plan. Um, the recommendation, the draft recommendations are on that page. They can even look and get see meetings. You know, we have recordings of the task force uh, meetings so they can get a wealth of information and, again, provide comments because we, we think it's really important. Um, as Chris mentioned, you know, the task force represents a cross-section of the community, but we still want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to understand what's happening and provide input because um, it's very important. I mean, staff takes a look at the feedback. Um, we want to know, again, what, what concerns are, you know, even if it's something that people want to say they support and they we, we want to hear from the community. So we're really encouraging everybody to go. And also, that is the best way for staff to be able to kind of evaluate the comments and be able to understand kind of what are the trends as far as the comments that are coming in. So we, we really want people to go to the website and utilize the public input um, uh, link there and, and provide right comments. Okay. And while we expect most comments to come from folks that live and work in Ruston, um, it, it is a plan for the entire county as well, right. so we want input from others, and it's good to have fresh eyes on, on plan language. So all comments are welcome from, from anyone in, in the county, but um, we expect the emphasis to be on those that live and work in Ruston. Well, that's good. I, so we are in the middle of the public outreach or public engagement period. Uh, uh, we're in mid-September, whatever, late September now is where we're recording this. Um, what happens after the public engagement period? What are the next steps for this this plan. So, yeah, as you mentioned, we're in the public engagement um, process. I just talked about that um, public input um, link. That's going to be open until October 28th. So, again, we're going to be taking in um, comments 
Um, and then it will be a matter of evaluating, you know, kind of looking at the comments, seeing what impacts that has on, you know, what recommendations staff may make um, on the, the draft recommendations and, and such. Um, there'll be, um, we have actually a planning commission workshop coming up next week, um, meeting with, you know, board committees. So there'll be those discussions going on. And then eventually we will get to the point, you know, again, the staff report will be published and, you know, for, for um, the community to review, for planning commission and board to review. And then we will have the public hearing process, um, again, going before the planning commission and the board of supervisors um, for public hearings. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I know uh, folks that are interested in this, I would strongly encourage you not to wait until the public hearings uh, before you take a look and, and provide any feedback. Um, feedback earlier is is definitely uh, more actionable. It's a better opportunity to uh, provide your input and influence the ultimate result. But those public hearings are important, too. Um, I believe we're looking at uh, November and December uh, potentially for those. Yes. Uh, uh, that schedule could slip, but uh, at least that's what we're looking at. And, and I know... Um, I know there are a lot of folks that are looking forward to uh, finalizing this process, uh, maybe not uh, us, uh, the three of us anyway. <laughs> uh, this, has been, uh, this has been a lot of work, and I know a lot of, a lot of people have weighed in and uh, a, lot of, a lot of threading of needles uh, here as, as various interests and ideas within the community uh, have been worked through. So, uh, but that process continues. Um, anything else that uh, we haven't covered on uh, the rest and study and comp plan update uh, at this point, gentlemen? No, I think that's a good overview of, of what's going on. Yes. Well, that's good. Well, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you being here today and us providing uh, some feedback or providing an overview to our listening public here uh, on what this is and, and how they can get involved and how they can provide input. Um, this is going to uh, be something, once it's done, it will have a, an impact on Reston uh, for the coming decade. So uh, it's definitely worth our time. Um, thank you both very much, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Supervisor.